It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Carl Coulange for the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans. Thank you for spending your afternoon with us. My, my guy, Rick Etienne, has the game on. For those of you who want to watch the game and talk and be live with us here. Rick, how you doing, sir? Cooler, man. How y'all doing? We good, man. Getting ready for the holiday season. We got Mr. Box Office. I think Box Office is watching the game from your screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got it going on on my screen or behind the, ca- the, the the camera. We all sit here trying to watch it. Uh, Carl, we should have we should have waited for halftime. You know, try and do a little halftime. Listen, show, scheduling this show is a is always a problem, so I try to accommodate. So we. I tell we, you, I tell you this though. You know, I, we talk a lot about the NFL taking over, but they infringed upon uh, the Champions League right now. So, wow. So, but you're watching NFL though, me, right? Hey, that's what's on behind me, but what's in front of me is PSG and man, you, baby, let's go. <laughs> Declan, how you doing, man? All things considered, not too bad, Carl. Thank you. So week 12 is still continuing, and as, as Rick wanted me to uh, acknowledge that he was correct uh, early on when we did our preseason, uh, I kind of joked at the fact that the NFL would still be playing games in the middle of the week, and he said, Carl, don't be surprised. NFL is king. NFL is going to take over. And he is correct. And I'm, I've said it before. I will say it again. The NFL has managed a way, regardless of the circumstances, to have a game on every day this week, with the exception, I believe, Friday and Saturday. But they've taken full advantage of whatever's going on with COVID for them to have games on. Who would ever thought that you'd have a game on in the middle of a Wednesday at 2, 3, 3, 3.40 in the afternoon as Pittsburgh leads 6 nothing? correct? Yes, sir. Okay, that's yeah. the they, they can't wait. They, they're not having a game tomorrow, though, yeah. I don't think. No, there's no game scheduled nah, till tomorrow. No, because it was it nah, was supposed no, to be was, what the Ravens and Cowboys. Cowboys, Ravens. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So in a sense, though, at least there's a Wednesday game. Uh, was was what we discussed. But taking a look at Week 12, um, I'm still tallying up the numbers. I think Rick leads right now. I think Rick has 12, uh, 12 if I'm not mistaken, and this game would make him 13 for the week, which is a good week for Rick. Um, what were our highlights coming out of Week 12, Rick? What are your thoughts? Um, man, it was, I think the biggest highlight had to be uh, the Chiefs offense that can just do whatever they want, whenever they want. Um, Tariq Hill out there just running all over the field, literally just doing anything, man. That, that offense, despite them having the one loss uh, to the Raiders, we have an undefeated uh, Pittsburgh team. We got other teams that we see that look good here and there. But I mean, without a doubt, the Chiefs are by far the absolute best team in this league. And that offense is just, imagine they're not even really running the ball much and they're able to do all of this yet. They have tons of talent uh, at the running back position too. So at any time, whenever they decide they want to hand the ball off 20 or 30 times in a game and completely throw a monkey wrench in your defensive scheme, they can do that too, you know? So I think that was the, the biggest and longest lasting image from this past weekend was the Chiefs on offense, man. It's it's wild. I, it's it, 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 it was great to see, but on the contrary, though, uh, Tom Brady was still able to, to to play catch up in the second half of that game, mm-hmm. and, and he cut it close. Um, it just wasn't enough for them to actually win the game. But uh, Paul, who's not here, which we'll address <laughs> later, said Brady was done, and it kind of created a, a, a conflict among us in the group where I don't think Brady's done. It just wasn't enough. And, and, and you could tell uh, Hill was just beating his opposition. Like it was making it look eat like it was a cakewalk in the first half. Uh, Travis, what are your thoughts there? Um, just to follow up on what you just mentioned about Paul saying Brady's done. It's not that I don't necessarily think Brady is done. It's the simple fact that we used to praise Brady for 
what we call doing more with less. He's not that guy anymore. He can't do more with less. He's the one that He's doing less or like more. I've always, I've always, like I said, I've always described quarterbacks as kind of the the truck or the trailer at this point. And I think we're seeing a transition where Brady is somewhat shifting towards a trailer-ish type of like he's not necessarily the one pulling it anymore. He so he has to have everything going on around him. Um I think we're seeing a lot of issues going on still with that offense because I said like I said when he first joined that team, we needed to see what that offense was going to morph into. Was it going to be Bruce Arians offense? Was it going to be Tom Brady's offense? And I think they're still struggling with that. Um, something else I wanted to go over, not necessarily, I can't be a highlight. It's got to be a low light at this point. The Eagles, man. I'm not, I'm not on the, I know Paul has been, he's been out here on the, the, the um, Dougie Peterson hot seat watch, but I'm not going to say I'm not. The last ball. 12 weeks. Like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here. Now. I'm not gonna going to sit here too. and go that far with it to say that he's on the hot seat. But there is – I'm definitely – he's going to have to take a lot more accountability in this in this situation. My issue with him is his inability to rein Carson Wentz in. Like, why is Carson Wentz still out there playing like this? Like, what kind of coaching is going on here? That's my issue with this. I think we're starting to see because um, Carson Wentz hasn't been right ever since Frank Wright left that organization for the Colts. Now, there were rumors when Frank Wright originally left that he was kind of the magic man behind the scenes that got the best out of Carson Wentz. And I'm starting to believe that because, like I said, I don't understand why Doug Peterson has had an inability to reel, reel Carson Wentz in. Like, what's going on here, guy? Like, why can't you stop this guy from going out here and playing like a madman? Like, he's just I, – I can't explain what Carson Wentz does. Like, sometimes – Well, maybe Rick's daughter can explain for us because she seems to want right. to – Right, maybe, maybe she can. <laughs> sometimes I see – I literally sit here and watch the game. Like, what was he looking at? So maybe she can. She, Rick, your daughter got any answers for us? <laughs> we need answers. While you're there on that game, I think uh, beyond that is like we're seeing this from Carson Wentz and then we have the weird week of preparation that they did with Jalen Hurst and then whatever they decide to do with him in the game here and there. Like it's it's just a weird situation over there at that position where it wasn't too long ago that they thought at in that city, in that franchise that that position was not going to be a problem for a decade, maybe. And, like, right now, it's an issue, you know? Well, so, you know what? Uh, the, Giants, the Giants in that division are taking advantage of that issue, and the Giants, uh, four and seven I'll right say. now. Uh, Declan, I know you've been in the hitless streets uh, talking up the Giants, and some people <laughs> are pretty upset about that. But talk your, talk your shit. That's what they say, right? Talk your ish. Your team is number one or tied for number one. Talk what you got to talk. Uh, don't don't be intimidated. No one's ever intimidated by Greg. I don't know why he tries to puff his chest like he's something when he's really not. But I don't get talk, Carl. Talk, talk 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 what you want to talk. It is what it is. Here first of go. all, <laughs> first of all, I may be the youngest one in the hit list streets, but I'm not intimidated by anybody. You guys know this first time. Whatever. Uh, in terms of the actual Giants themselves, I mean, I'm not sure I'm gonna, you know, talk my ish or shit, whatever you want to say. 
Um, four and seven team in first place in the worst division in the league. Might be the most exciting division now because everyone's so bad. Uh, I'm not going to talk like, like you know, we're going to get a ticker tape parade going here. The Giants uh, played a little bit too competitive football against the backup quarterback-led Bengals, uh, even though they had a backup quarterback in the second half themselves. Daniel Jones been playing clean. Just got to get him healthy. Uh, the defense looked really good. The defense is the heart and soul of this football team. And um, Washington will be the biggest enemy, uh, biggest threat, I should say. Uh, I think the Cowboys are done. And I think the Eagles are slowly falling off the wagon. Um, but in terms of uh, going back to the Washington, I mean, the Giants beat Washington twice. So I really do think this is a Giants division. And uh, maybe they get, they get a home playoff game out of it if all, if all the cards fall right. All right. Uh, guys, talk about the Cardinals here. Everyone had the Cardinals last week, and we thought this was a landslide. Um, but the Pats have been, I would rather say, consistently inconsistent. Is that fair to say about them? Because that's a big win for them. What are our thoughts here? Trav? I would agree with that because Cam didn't go out there and it's not like he went out there and lit it up. I mean, but they're finding ways to win football games. But as, as to your point about the Cardinals, man, I think the league is starting to catch up a little bit with Kyler Murray, that injury, it might, or it could, I'm gonna go, I, I don't know. I, either the league is starting to catch up with him or that injury might be bugging him a lot more than, uh, they let on him because I believe he had a little bit of a shoulder strain against the Seattle in the Seattle game. Uh, so that was a little struggling right there. And we all know he's their best playmaker on that offense. I've said all season, I think he's the best running back they have, which is nuts because for some reason, I don't see the consistency from Kenyon Drake. And um, what's the other guy's name? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Chase Edmonds. But, Chase Edmonds. There we go. But, that team, they're still in the they're still in the race for the division. That NFC West between between the NFC East and the NFC West, they're both the most competitive divisions in the NFL for different reasons on the opposite ends of the spectrum. For different right reasons, <laughs> right? You got you don't know who's gonna win either one of those divisions. Like one is really yeah. really good, the other is really really bad. So we don't know what's gonna happen with that. But the Cardinals are still in this, man. Uh, San Francisco. We don't know what we get from them week for week. I think that they are a product of great coaching. Um, I, rem- I heard somebody mention the other day, this season is just proving that um, great coaching is rising to the top. Teams that are having good coaching, like the Steelers, who was that that said they are – oh, that was Declan. I'm sorry. Declan with the, the Steelers are overrated. I believe he said they, they were at 10-0. Not Mike no, Tomlin, though. I did uh, – Mike Tomlin's a great coach. There, but I've always, hey, I've been a big he's a, the team is a product of his coaching, man. Their their That's schedule has been their schedule has been dramat, dramatically affected by COVID. It's probably by the most by any team in the league. Sorry to interrupt, they, but uh, Manny has no reason to be talking in the comments when your team gets cooked by the Falcons. Yes, so, Manny. Yes, Manny. We tried to tell you. Uh, right, I picked I picked the Raiders for you, Manny, the other day, man. Y'all was starting to sell me, and then y'all go out here and wet the bed like that against Atlanta, man. You know what I say? When when, when you wet the bed, it's time to what? Change the sheets. That's what right. I say. We don't want to hear nothing from you anymore, Manny. We are, no, not to. Y'all got to make the playoffs and win a playoff game for we to hear anything else from you this season, man. But other than that, I, I don't really move on the game, but I don't really have nothing else for this week. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Rick, you you mentioned you mentioned inconsistency with you know the Patriots and consistently and inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. Consistently inconsistent. It's the same thing we're seeing from the Cardinals, man. Like that's not a game that you should lose. 
um, at all. As, as Travis mentioned, it's not like Cam came out there and balled out. The Patriots didn't seem to do anything special, you know, so that type of loss is bad when you're trying to be the team that you, you know, get to where you want to be as a team. So um, the Cardinals got to get it together. Their offense specifically is very inconsistent. They're up and down. The schemes kind of change a bit. It, it, they don't seem to know exactly what they want to do all the time. I think they're still trying to figure out how to get Drake in, involved a bit more consistently and, and kind of balance out the, the, the uh, play calling and whatnot. But they got to get it together, man, because that team is too good to mess around and risk not making the playoffs. Declan, what are your thoughts here with the Cardinals losing that game? I think the Cardinals are, are kind of the white knuckle team of the NFL. You've seen them win crazy games. They beat the Seahawks and then lost to them, but they did beat them in that crazy game in overtime. Uh, and then you see them lose a game like, no offense, Travis, but their team like the Panthers that has kind of been, you know, up and down and at some points too down. Oh, um, they, they've impressed. Down. They've impressed them, but completely up and down uh, losing to a team like that. And then they also the loss to the Lions. And at the same token, they go and beat the Niners week one when they were defending champs. Uh, and then the Bills game, they probably should have lost it, uh, but it took an acrobatic throw and a great catch. Probably one of the, I would say, I don't want to say it's all Hopkins there, but he lost three guys. So uh, I'm going to say there, like the Bills probably could have won that game. And then the Pats game, they go and lose, uh, which is crazy because it's a game that they should have. I mean, if you're going to be a playoff, playoff team, you can't lose the teams in the other conference. It's not like it's a division game or in your own conference. You don't see this team. It's a team in the other conference, um, and you go and lose to them. A team that's been, you know, the, their best game they had was against the Raiders when they won. And, you know, besides that, there hasn't been much to talk about. So, in terms of Cardinals, I still think they'll sneak in the playoffs. I don't think they're winning that division. I've said that all along. It's the Seattle's division. Uh, but they'll maybe either be the six or the seven, depending on where the Rams and Bucks finish. All right, guys. If we're going to be handing out game balls, who are we giving our game balls to? Travis, let me start with you. Uh, I'm going to go Derrick Henry, man. He showed up big in that game against the Colts, man. A game that they needed. Because, um, like I said, uh, they lost to their first they – first, they lost to the Colts in the first one. So he ended up with, what, 177-plus yards, man. He is just dominating out there. It's ridiculous. Like, nobody wants to tackle this man. And I'm not, I'm not mad at him. He's massive. Nobody wants to tackle him. And he's just running over people. So I'm going to give him my game ball, man. All right. Declan? I'm going to give my game ball to Sean Watson. I know that was Thanksgiving and it feels like eight months ago, but it was actually this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lions or no Lions, he still threw for 315, four touchdowns, no picks, and he had a 150, was it, I think it was a 150 passer rating, uh, which is superb to say the least. Uh, so Deshaun Watson's got my game ball hands down easy. Did we do defense too, or are we not doing defense? It's up to you. You, you. you don't have to if you don't want to. It's up to you. You know, I, I really can't say that I had a ton stick out to me this week, but I did like the guy in the Giants that went to Dartmouth. Uh, Nico Lelos uh, Nico was his name. They activated him from the practice squad, and he got a pick on a deflection linebacker. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to give him a game ball, but I think it's worth mentioning. He got a shout-out from LeBron because he went to LeBron's high school. thought that was a nice story to see. Rick? Yeah, man, I got to get my game ball to my man, DK Metcalf. I uh, saw a little story about uh, Jim Swartz telling him prior to the game that, uh, you know, he coached Megatron and he's no Megatron or something like that. And that pissed him off. So I don't know if that's true or not, but boy, did your man go out there and ball out. Without a touchdown, 
still pulled out with one, 177, I think, on Ooh. 10 catches or something like that. Had himself a game. So um, if if it if it looks, what does it looks like a duck? Quacks like a duck. Walks like a duck. I mean, I mean, it is like, a duck. That boy no, it's like, like remember remember in, um, like what was it? Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. He was like, no, that's not Shredder. That's Super Shredder. <laughs> Shredder. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, yo, why are you pissing? Is doing in his second year, man. Like, yo, he's gonna be a problem once he gets gets down to be a fine route runner, and he's blessed to have a good quarterback there with him, man. Yo, that kid is the truth, man. And I got to shout out uh, the Falcons defense, man. Shut down the Raiders the way they did, man. That was crazy. Like, I mean, completely shut down it. That was pretty hot despite coming off. Listen, loss. Paul's like, coming I in. Know, I know where Carl is going with this. Yeah, here we go. Here yeah, we go. I, listen, Paul. Paul's flooding the comments. He said, you know, uh, Ty Hill, not he had a million yards. I, how does he not I didn't. I didn't want to go obvious. I thought one of you guys would take yeah. him. Like, I, honestly, I didn't now. want to go obvious. Yeah, same here. Same Carl. here. I thought for sure. <laughs> <Carl. Can I laughs> just say go ahead, Declan. What's up? Come on. I mean. We're, we don't get uh we don't get paid you know well we don't get paid anyway but we don't get paid not yet we on our way though we, we close oh, 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 oh. And, 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 don't be telling the people that yeah man <laughs> <laughs> hey we're doing I'm the spoilers. you're doing the Tyrese you're doing the Tyrese beat we're, <laughs> we're not we're not here we're not here we're not here to to uh, give back easy headlines we dig deep. <laughs> that's why I said this Yo, tell him, Declan. Yeah, that, that Tyreek, that's obvious. You know yeah. what I mean? That was an obvious one. Come uh, on. Manny's still in the comments. Dolphins fantasy leagues across the Do you play the Dolphins next week, Rick? I mean, I mean, do, do, do you play the Raiders? Yo, it's coming, bro. It's coming. <laughs> right. Ooh. Manny, Manny going to be throwing hands. addressing <laughs> soon. All right. Wait, yo, who's yo. playing? Do we, know, you know do we know who's playing quarterback for the yo. Dolphins game? Yo, excuse <laughs> my language, but Zimani, I love you, Pilbeck, Oh, He'll get that. Yeah, go translate so, that. Yeah, because so, yeah. he called me a name so, the other day. That's for him. You know what that means. So do you want me to do you want me to pretend like I know what that means or right? right. Uh, oh, I'm right there with you. Uh, you know I'll tell you guys right. later. I'll, I'll tell you guys <laughs> yeah. later. I'll tell you what that means. I'll wait to go right find there. out and go translate that. Um, because because Carl, Manny's very very rude. That's and, what and, I love. That's what I love. Go ahead. It's very salty, but that's what I love about group. The group is that the whole sports list, however many people there are, like there's. I feel like he's a fan of every team, like random, like the Raiders and Dolphins, like. Those are like some random teams, you know? I mean, <laughs> that's what I think. I think there's, there's fans everywhere. I, cool. Yeah, it, it definitely does. All right, no one cares. Let's go. move on. Right. Um, before <laughs> I let you guys go, coming up next, uh, let, let me preview our, our next topic. Uh, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson has been the topic of conversation. Ooh. And, um, you know, people, some people are still cracking the jokes and the memes. And some people take offense to it. A, a lot of the athletes have been outspoken and talking about Nate Robinson and how, you know, us as regular people shouldn't be clowning him. And, you know, um, we would never step in the boxing ring. Uh, what are our thoughts here as we transition to our next segment about, you know, is it fair or foul to make fun of Nate for stepping into a boxing ring? Uh, Travis, what's up? You know what? I, I'm, I'm put it like this. They have a point. Yes, we would never step into that box because we know not to do something that's stupid. 
I'm just saying, like, if, I, if I'm going to step in there, I'm going to make sure I'm trained and ready to go. I'm not trying to get knocked out like that. So when you put yourself in that situation, yes, you are putting your fair play for the jokes, man. <laughs> Rick, I'm sorry. Rick, like, Rick, Rick, it just is what like, it is. We, like, why? We feel sorry for Nate yeah. and, and not make fun right, of Right. Like, I mean, he's, a, he's no, a, as long I, as he's absolutely. okay. You know what I mean? I, it's, not like, it's not like he sustained serious injury. He's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I absolutely. I'm just, agree. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just mad he went point. out there in them Knicks color jerseys, them Knicks color shorts. That's when he went wrong. That's what did it for him. That's what did it for him. It was all, it was all when it all went downhill but, from there. Like. But to the people like Floyd Mayweather who are saying, you know, we shouldn't make fun in that, you know, um, he doesn't want to hear it from the black athletes, especially the NBA players, to make fun of Nate. Does he have a fair point here, or is he just crying to cry? No, we make fun of Floyd Mayweather too. So what does it matter? Like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he ain't never but, got knocked. Mean, he ain't never got knocked out, but we get we make fun of him because he can't read half the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so you going you you gonna put yourself out there? Then then it is what it is. Again, for them to just like Travis said, for them to say, "Oh, well, we wouldn't be out there." You're right. We wouldn't be out there because we know better. Nate shouldn't have been out there. He should have known better. <laughs> right. But he did go out there. Yeah. So you know, but, it is what it is, bro. Like that's it. To Nate's, to Nate's thing, though, like, it's not even – and I'm not even trying to disrespect I think the Pauls are annoying and, like, just are disrespecting themselves by, by what comes out of their mouth. But it's not like he was going up against Floyd Mayweather. He was going up against Jake Paul. He was doing music <laughs> videos and, and it's just being a, a, a discredit to society. Uh, him and his brother – and his brother's associated with losing to every YouTuber that he boxes on, on – on, on a stage, on television, pay-per-view, whatever. So whatever, it sucks for Nate. It's embarrassing. I felt bad for him, but you know, we'll move on. He's a 36-year-old man. He had a nice career in the NBA. He played for like almost every team, it feels like. So we'll see. I'd we like to, I'd like to see that. this we, kid actually we, fight we, we, McGregor we're not, though. We ain't we're not gonna remember, remember that. No, 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 no. When we remember nah. Nate now, like no, like, everyone's gonna no, everyone's gonna thing. remember him for getting knocked out. They're not gonna remember him right. for right. Basketball. That's, like, that's yeah. gonna be the worst. That's gonna be the worst. They say the sports, the sports athletes or whatever. They say, "Oh, regular people, this regular people. This is a regular people, rich people slipping." It doesn't matter what it is. End of the day, if you show up unprepared, you take, you don't take something seriously, and you show up unprepared, thinking you're just going to be able to coast through. I don't care what job it is you have. You do that, you're going to fall flat on your face. It's going to be funny. That's on you. You know. Straight up. No pun intended, because he did. No pun intended, but it did happen. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you guys on Sunday for week 13 uh, as we get ready for the holiday season. And uh, Maybe, whenever whenever it rolls around. Yeah, right? Um, so like, I'll see you. like six months from now. Um, I'm not sure uh, who will be there on Sunday. You guys will let me know, but we'll be for NFL week 13. You guys take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy that game. Yep. You're watching the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans. Carl Coulange here uh, on live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Don't forget to check out. Um, we have Below the Mic tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. with Errol Marks, who is the CEO um, of the Sports Hit List. Um, excuse me, CEO of the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Let me introduce my panel right now. We got uh, Ziggy Zig is in the building, and I think Coach Walmack is getting himself ready. He's coming in shortly, too. Uh, yes, sir. Background, how you doing, Coach? I'm good. I'm good, man. What's um, going on? So before we talk about, I know we have to talk about Nate Robinson. That's what we're here to talk about today and, and the jokes and stuff. 
Uh, Zig wanted to mention this whole thing about the uh, the Clippers. And I know you wanted to talk about the dysfunction in the Clippers. What's going on with Kawhi, PG, the, the new squad, or you like to call them as the NBA season approaches in a couple of weeks? So with that being said, right, um, I was just looking at one of the articles that was published, I think, earlier today from Athletic. And it was just diving into the um, definite details, this exact details of what was the issues behind uh, the locker room with Kawhi Leonard and the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, so I wanted to know, Mac, did you get a, a chance to hear about about that? Because to me personally, I already knew these things was coming about from since uh, the beginning of the new year. But did you hear anything about this? And what are your thoughts? I just want to ask you really quickly. Uh, I, I had heard um, a little bit about like not I, I wouldn't go as far as dysfunction, though. I would go as people were just, you know, the Clippers were usually the rugged team. Like they weren't superstar heavy. All those guys are from the mud. You know, you think about the Patrick Beverly's, you think about the Lou Williams, you think about the Montrezl Harrells. Mm -hmm. These guys have made it from the mud. They don't take days off. They don't get contracts if they take days off. You know, they're not used to that. Even when they had CP3 and Blake, Blake was injured, but DeAndre Jordan, those guys were the ruthless team. The Lakers were always the pretty team, mm -hmm. the, the Showtime team. They always had the stars. And when you bring a player like Kawhi, who comes with his entourage, who comes with his management, who comes with his off days, who comes with, you know, I've, I've, I've found a way to win. Like I've done it at Toronto. My body is more important later on. It conflicts with the other guys who are like, yo, we don't take days off. Mm -hmm. So now the question comes, how are the coaches treating him to how he's treating me? And that starts to wear. And when you're winning, it's easy. So like when you're successful, Nobody cares about days off. You know, that's why when people used to complain about LeBron sitting out, when they won, nobody said anything. The only year they killed him was the year they didn't make the playoffs in L.A. And he was injured. And then all of a sudden, he's had the injury bug. So right. I think it was just a conversation between, like, which way are we going? And I think that's part of the reason why Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers had to decide to leave. Because as the coach, you take responsibility for how that goes and right, how that right. tone is. And once the players start second-guessing what you're doing – and saying it's a detriment to the entire team and the entire structure of what we were built upon, our toughness, it's time for you to kind of move out and, and let somebody else take over. Copy. All right. Appreciate that. Just wanted to hear from our uh, coach himself. Appreciate that, Carl. No problem. Mike, did you have anything to chime in about the Clippers? Ziggy was talking about an article that was published about the dysfunction within the team about, you know, Kawhi's preferable, preferable treatment and how he's being treated compared to the others. Yeah, I think Mac just hit on everything. That's what I was hearing is that people that was around that that um, organization talked about, you know, when you have somebody who's, a, you know, focused solely on themselves, you know, with Uncle Dennis and all that and his own thing, then that alienates people, especially as Max said, when you don't win, when you lose, then all of that, all of that uh, low management, all that, that go out the window now. Because it's it didn't also uh, Paul George as well, too, not to cut you, Mike. Paul yeah, George yeah, he had another one. As well. Yeah, another one who, and his thing was, and I think what you, a lot of the, the reports were, it was him and Montrez that really had that beef, is another one of these people that, and we're going to talk about it in this segment of, that we're doing, self-awareness. Like, it's one of these people that Paul George think he's better than what he actually is, and you get in superstar treatment, but you're not, a, you're not a superstar. So it's like, and that pisses people off when they, like Max said, when they working hard, they put in the work every day. Trez is one of those people that 
came from the mud and, and got it like that and worked hard at his craft. And so when you would not to say Paul George doesn't, but when you're a dude that ain't put that that it that isn't reaching your peak and other dudes is is grinding reaching a peak, you can't be talking crazy. It's just like, yo, we lost. How do we get better? You can't be trying to point fingers and all that. You ain't that guy. So right. I think that was their problem. Copy. Speaking of losing, right. uh, speaking of losing, this past weekend we saw Nate Robinson in a boxing match. And Nate Robinson got knocked out. Now, I didn't think of anything. I I was just laughing at the memes. But then I started to see uh, the narrative shift a little bit. And some people were upset at others laughing at Nate Robinson. So I said, let me reach out to my contributors and see if we can make this a segment. And Mike, Mike, your Instagram story was hilarious. I thought they were funny. Um, And uh, Mike, everyone had it. It was just, you know, everyone had jokes. But is it fair to laugh at Nate Robinson for getting knocked out? It's a, and people looked at me like, Carl, what, what kind of question is that? Of course it's fair. This is what we do. Nah, you got to say, your, your, your answer said, is it, and I, for the community, I just want to make sure what yes, we're talking about. that's it. what I said. Because, because again, this is what uh, Floyd Mayweather said. Floyd yeah, Mayweather said, I'm going on Floyd Mayweather's comments. Davis. He basically said, he said, you know, um, us as a black community and especially black NBA players cannot laugh at Nate Robinson. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, Mike, let me start with you. What do you think here? No, that's not a fair assessment at all. And Floyd's comments were interesting. If you notice the end of his comments, I'm trying to see it. He said, side note, the times I've had issues with another brother, it was it was when they came at me first. I was just defending myself. So you see, he said all that we're not supposed to do it. But then as he, he probably was typing it and was like, oh, yeah, but I do it too. So let me give my excuse of why. I do it and why it's different when I do it versus when other people do it. Here's the thing about Nate Robinson. And for, it, it's a couple of ways to go. And I don't want to go so long, but it's really so many different layers to it. First of all, I think it's not in the black versus black conversation. I think we, we too often try to mix what uh, inter- attorney Antonio Moore calls the decadent veil. We try to confuse that with real racial oppression and, and then we play this game of black on black crime, which is a misnomer and it's not true. And white supremacy likes for us to say that, but it's not a thing. So putting that aside for a second, the reason why people laughed at Floyd, and well, not Floyd, the reason why people laughed at Nate, and, and full disclosure, I, I'm still not making memes, so I'm not trying to kick him while he's down forever and ever. But the reason people laugh is because We, because Nate Robinson got into something that he had no business getting into. It was reported that he had only tried, he had only been training for the fight for six months. He's never been a boxer. He was an NBA star, right? Jake Paul hasn't been a boxer for 15 years, but nevertheless, he had one professional fight and he's been training professionally. He's been training as a boxer. So in other words, there's a boxer and a basketball player. Nate Robinson thought that being a basketball player means you'd be a good boxer. The reason why he thought that is for the same reason why you had Trump thinking because he ran a business, he can be a good president. And you have a lot of people thinking they can do things without putting the work in and without having any in-depth knowledge. We are in a culture now where if you just think things, you should just do it. And without putting in the necessary work and forgetting a fact that maybe you just can't do it. And so the reason why everyone laughed is because number one, that's just, if, if it was when a dude gets dumped on, when Brevin Knight got dumped on, 
uh, we all laughed. We nobody was like, "Oh man, I wonder if he's okay." I wonder. You know, we laughed. Right. Oh, the man. argument is though, he's not a he's a basketball player. That's what the argument. That's, yeah, argue. that's the you point. Stepped in the ring. You were that's when you now. get in there that's and get knocked out. That's what happened. We laughed. I know when, when real basketball players, when real boxers get knocked out, we laugh. Why are we supposed to make an exception for Nate? Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. Because I go on. Nate, Nate is going to be in a couple of days. Nate is going to be laughing at it. Like people got to understand this, man. It's all fun and games. It's called sport entertainment. Right. The minute so, I posted something and I started laughing was when I knew he was going to be okay. That's See, it. Those, for the first couple of seconds, me too. I was looking. It, it was funny to me how he came out because he came out like he had no business. He didn't like I'm. I've seen a couple fights in my life to know the stances and know how you're supposed to look. He don't know. I know right. he didn't know what he was doing. He know looking what he crazy doing. out there. And and when I saw him get knocked out, I was like, whoa. And then once I knew he was okay, that's when I was just like, man, it was like a, 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 a <laughs> rolling effect. Off. Like I got we gotta get in on him. We go get these jokes off, baby. That's we get what it off. is. That's what it is. <laughs> it, 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 this this is what sports entertainment is. If you know, we were getting jokes off on Mike Tyson and and uh Roy Jones Jr. So whoever stepped in that ring, you signed up for it. That's mm. that's what the part of the, being a professional athlete in any kind of situation, getting paid to do, you sign up for taking all the ridicule, all the jokes. You put yourself on front street. This is and Nate Robinson wanted this attention. That's why he did it. Let's not let's not get it mistaken. Talk about it, man. He didn't do this to create a boxing life. He's not going to become a boxer. This was a person who retired from the NBA, has a clothing line now, wants to promote his clothing line, hold that. Saw an opportunity to jump on a big car during the pandemic and wanted to promote himself. Well, you got the biggest promotion in the world. Use this to your advantage, Nate. Get the symbol of you knocked out, put it on some shorts, and say, hold that. Sell the shorts and make make fun of yourself. They can't, that's like eight mile, bunny rabbit. He made he he joked, he rapped about himself. Everybody said he won the battle. Nate Robinson, he's gonna become victorious after this. I mind you, nobody was talking about Nate before the boxing match. For the next six days, he was on every station. Every first take, every interview talked about Nate Robinson and whatever this Jake guy is that that is a YouTuber. So congrats to Nate Robinson. You got exactly what you wanted. Attention and you're okay. You're not you're not unhealthy. Everything's gonna be okay. In addition to Floyd, I saw some other NBA athletes uh, such as um, Matt Barnes, Glenn Davis come to the defense of Nate Robinson saying to people it's not funny. Zig, what are your thoughts here? Um, I think that's their opinion. You understand what I'm saying? For me, I think I speak for the masses where I say that shit was hilarious. I'm not going to lie to you. I was laying down in my bed half asleep and I just heard my cousin screaming. And when I turned and looked at the TV, I saw Nate face down on the floor. I recognized right away what happened to him. Um, I can understand that too, coming from the fact that they all played in the NBA. So they're looking out for their their brother because, you know, um, Nick Young was also saying the same thing. He had a few comments for Gilbert Arenas. Um, and Stephen A. Smith also had something to say about it. But really and truly, we're, we're laughing at the memes, right? We're not really laughing at Nate Robinson, the, the individual. The memes that were coming out were, were beyond funny. And this is the culture that we live in where if you get humiliated like that, the memes will flow and we will begin to laugh at you. Look at, look at Manny Pacquiao when he got slept the other day a couple of years back. They had him in all types of mattresses, advertisements and such as memes. So it's nothing new, man. And we're just going to continue to keep this going. I think people need to um, ease up a little bit, especially. Yeah, but you know what? I do find it surprising, though, because uh, as you said, you said other NBA players sticking up for him. I know when I mess up, you guys are not sticking up for me. You guys are laughing at me until I get it right. So oh, it, it can go. It, oh, <laughs> yo, Carl, we are now. Yo, listen, 
We're in an era of accountability. Yo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. get in the ring, when you slip up, we call you out. What the segment you used to have when you everybody had to hold their L? Yo, yeah. that's what this is about. Yo, listen, <laughs> man, at the end of the day, if anything, you could ask the fair question, do the actual boxers feel disrespected by him being in the ring? Right. Because he made it well, seem like, oh, anybody could just jump in the ring. And he looked dumb and got washed. And, and I don't know about you, Zig, but the memes made laughing at him more funny. No, I was laughing at him. It was funny. <laughs> it, was funny it was funny. It was hilarious because he had no business being there. Well, and you know what, Mike? You talk about it. Is it a disrespect when somebody is doing something they're not supposed to? Like, well, hold you, on, Jake. If Paul I decided real... to play basketball and and I wanted to be on the team, is that something to say? Listen, Carl. Like, yo, he, listen, Paul, yo, I'm gonna give you a perfect guy, example. Jake is not a boxer though. He, no, but no, but the he's guy, more Jake. of a boxer than Nate. You can tell. Everybody talked about yeah, it. Yeah, because Jake Nate Paul actually had to trash. That's right. that's like saying, Mike. That's like saying you you come play ball with me. No, but, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm well, Hold on. Let me let me let me put it into context. Like we all play ball together, but nobody else on this panel who I play ball with was a professional basketball player. But right. y'all still can ball a little bit. So y'all y'all, y'all jump in and we can ball. We we can compete. It's not mm-hmm. it's not a wash. This mm-hmm. was a wash. This was no, a no. wash. No, this dude actually had a professional fight before. He actually was training. But who Nate did he didn't fight? know nothing about boxing, bro. Right, he just but the question the goes ring. back to, again, Jamal, or do you feel disrespected? For example, say someone like me decided that I was going to have a tryout in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a professional setting and knowing damn well I'm not athletic and nowhere near You only get in it because of your name. Right, exactly. Would you feel huh? disrespected that I'm here it trying out to on- play basketball? I'm gonna be honest. It depends on what. See, this is when people know the contracts. We know the worst. No, no boxer felt slighted. And I'll call my friend. I'm gonna actually call him and I'll update it later. My my boy, um, Kid Chocolate, Petey Killen. We grew up together in the Bronx. He was a world championship at the middleweight level. And I'll ask him, did you take it as disrespect with these two guys fighting, or when Nate Robinson turned into a fighter? And I don't think he would say he would, because look what they were getting paid. This was, yeah. this was, and yo, bro, this is the W. This is almost WWE status right here. No disrespect <laughs> to WWE. Like this is WWE. This wasn't a real boxing match. This was entertainment. It was a Saturday night. We all wanted to laugh. Listen, we saw what they did with the Tyson fight. He clearly beat Roy Jones Jr. They called it a draw because it was like for charity almost. Right, this was to get right. everybody's hopes up. Have a nice evening at home. Don't go out anywhere. Yo, Social distancing. Yo, have I'm a, not saying it was disrespectful. I'm not saying it was disrespectful. I'm saying that's a more fair question than asking yeah. do black men get to bro stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a dude that was <laughs> Floyd sound crazy. And yo, another Glenn thing Davis sound joking. crazy. Glenn yeah. Davis sound crazy. Yo, like yo, dogs. You yo, had weed um, and yo, um Gilbert Arenas sounded crazy. Yo, I read it. I read what he posted on Instagram. And he didn't realize that you're, what you're saying is exactly why Nate got knocked out. He's sitting here trying to give him a motivational speech telling him, just like when you played me and AI and we cooked you, then you go back and get back. You, you dummy, you're comparing <laughs> basketball to boxing. What's wrong with you? You're going to set him up to get knocked out again. What are you doing? And that's the thing I got to deal with, Carl. Real quick. Yo, yo, family, let me explain this to everybody. Yo, when you do stupid stuff to risk your life, that ain't called bravery. That doesn't make you brave. That doesn't make you a superhero. If if they shooting down the block right now, and I just walk down there, and I get shot in the leg, and I survive, none of y'all better say, yo, my man Mike, Pastor Mike, he's so brave that I can't <laughs> believe he was brave enough to walk. If you ain't here, I was trying to save no little kids or nothing. I'm just down there being nosy. Bro, that's not 
brave. Nate, what Nate did wasn't brave. He just wanted to Listen, get money and get attention. That's not brave. Even about money. It was about money on a later end because I I don't know how much they got paid, but if those those six hundred thousand dollars. That's what somebody said. Six hundred thousand or six hundred. Six hundred thousand. No, six hundred thousand. I thought it was six hundred thousand. That's what I thought. I saw six hundred thousand. You saw six hundred dollars. I saw six hundred dollars. That's what someone. I could have sworn I saw extra zeros on that, but we could verify that either way. That's the stimulus. I don't know. I know it's crazy. That's half the stimmy for half the country. Zig, Zig, Zig. Talk about you know uh, people stepping outside of their elements. I mean, we've seen Master P uh, somewhat in, in some form of energy. Nah, he hooped though. He hooped. <laughs> oh, he played ball. Yo, thank he you, man. We're not doing that. We're not I'm doing that. Because he's known as a rapper. It's the same thing. That. Listen, time out. It's the same thing when Shaq raps or when Kobe tried to that rap. Rest trash. in peace, right? And it like, was trash. Thank you, man. It was trash. <laughs> it was trash. You like. know what I'm saying? Is it okay for someone to step outside their element? And, and Mike wants to shift the conversation to that. Is it okay for someone who's not known as a professional athlete Properly. to try to become ahead, a professional athlete? I don't, I don't think, I don't, honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with you trying to do that because as Mac just said, we all, you know, coming up, no Master P could actually ball, right? But it, it, when it comes to your name being the reason why you get a, a tryout, are you not going through the proper ranks of what these other players had to go through? I think then that's when it gets a little um, annoying for the NBA players because if I'm not mistaken, some players were upset when they um, supposedly heard that J. Cole may possibly get a, a tryout for one of these NBA teams. I I, I'm, I'm not an NBA player, but uh, I was upset. So, See? Mac, I'm going to swing that to you now. You <laughs> I was a little so, upset. So, so what you mean? So it, so, but so it does again, happen. Yeah, but that's, again, to, like, real ballers. Like, I know the struggles and the trials, the tribulations. I know what players have gone through for years. And if J. Cole was good enough, I've seen the videos. He's not good enough to play – he probably could play oh. in the G League on a team just in, but he's not better than anybody I've seen not make the NBA in mm. so many levels, even overseas. So for him to get a trial is just a publicity stunt. And I feel like that that watered down the game and it's not good for our game when there's so many other guys work hard. Yeah, with the baseball. But, but, but back to Nate, to stay on topic, it's like, it's like, these. this was a perfect, see this one, if Nate would have challenged like a real boxer, I would have been like, that's more disrespectful. Because this guy's a YouTuber. He's an influencer. Yes, he's been practicing, but we didn't. he never really fought a real person. He, he has no right. professional matches, no professional fights. So even though he, he's fought before, Nate was thinking, yo, this guy, he's not a professional. I'm not a professional. What's the worst that can happen? No, he practiced more than you. <laughs> he clearly, he clearly <laughs> practiced more than you. And, but at the end of the day, you see these three guys behind me. That's what that's what this is about. This is about having fun. We all know what the social media era is. You look like a clown, we're gonna clown you. That's it. Uh, if that's you make it. a clown, if something funny happens and it's listen, this is what's helping us get through whatever we're getting through. Think about how many people spent four hours, three hours on social media last week just laughing at all the memes and all the jokes. As long as Nate was healthy, he you gotta take this L. You went into the arena. This you thought it was the WWE. This is not exactly. Yo, yo, real quick. I just text Banks, Jason Ben. We all know our guy. Yeah, of course sure. he was a box. So I'm one, not what so, Five, no, you were no, I'm not. Playing, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> yo, yo, true story. Yo, true story. I, I said that when he first like started me. boxing. Sorry. 
your true story. I said that when you, this is, this is perfect for the conversation. Cause I said that when he first started boxing, I was like, yo bro, you little and I'll knock you out. And so we was play fighting, right? Just play fighting in the gym. Y'all remember that we was play fighting. And I just threw a punch because I know how to fight. It's the difference between knowing how to fight, knowing how to box. And I threw a punch. Bro, he moved so quick. He weaved it and threw this uppercut. I was like, nah, this is, this is a different <laughs> level. I was like, nah. So, but he won. So he won five belts and a national title. He said he feels all these exhibitions are disrespectful to boxing because of the work that they, somebody like him who trained so hard in the work they put in to get to a certain level, you just thinking you could walk in there and oh, you could just do it? Nah, you get you get what you two do. bums, I'm with it. Two bumps, like two bums, I'm with it. Like that's, listen. No, but he had to learn. But he, yeah, he learned. yeah no, but listen. you know what? It's with every profession, Mike, Mike. It's like, it's like somebody who's not a pastor Coming to your church and saying, you know what, Mike? You know what? This I got it, Mike. How would you I take you, like, you would be disrespectful. Nah. Like, it's the same I'd be thing like, yo, fam, I went to the teaching. seminary for two and a half years. Exactly. exactly. Like, I got <laughs> it. Come on, man. Like, I feel that. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I got it. This is rock and jock basketball. Uh, that's a classic. That's a good one. That's a good one. This is the, um. remember they had American Gladiators. This is all of those stories where the normal person wants to take on or fight someone or do something against another in a different profession that they're not good at. Nate is a world-class athlete. That's one thing we we give flowers, we make jokes. Nate, football player, world-class, played division one in Washington. Right. High school, world-class, NBA, slam dunk champion, we know that. Sometimes as athletes, and we, me and Greg, you see the, the thing that me and Greg are supposed to do that I was thinking happen. about that the whole time. We're so, we're so athletic and so great at what we do in our area that we, we totally don't understand how difficult it could be to try something else against the best in the world, or not even the best, right. try something else that, that we're not even good at. You know right. what I mean? Not even against the best in the world. Because like I tell you right now, I in my prime, you put me on a soccer field, I'll get dusted up by a 14 year old. And that has said nothing to me about my athleticism. It's just, that's, that's not what I'm good at. Right. And Nate, no matter how strong you are, no matter how fast you are, Wait the reach was, was different. It'd be different if you fought another five, eight person too. You had to get so close to him just to get a punch off, and all he, he had to do was just right he's, over. He's six one. Like right. you in there with a dude that's six one, one eighty eight. You one eighty one five nine. <laughs> Zig, have you ever had aspirations of stepping outside your element? Say that, that again. Have you ever had any aspirations of stepping outside your element, your comfort zone, and doing something out of the norm? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't say stepping. It was stepping out of my element. I think. I think it was a wake up call because I remember I definitely wanted to be a ball player and I never really told anybody this, but when I walked into the gym, I walked into the SFC main office on the fourth floor. Those who know, know. Genovese, and shout out to Genovese Center, baby. Genovese. You know the, you know the vibe. Yeah, and I was floor, like, baby. can I get, can I get, you know, some information on how to try out? So they gave me the information. A couple of days later in the same Genovese Center, um, Mac was playing a one-on-one -on -one game with Latif, if anybody, Latif Willis. Latif Willis. Oh, no, oh, that, was yes, the main gym. that was the main gym. No, no, this one was upstairs, Mac. This, this one, I'm going to tell you, it was, oh, okay, sorry, okay. it was a two-on-two, -two. my bad, two-on-two. Oh, okay, okay, the one-on-one -on -one was in the main gym. Just watching him and Latif go at it, I was like, nah, I'm not trying out for no basketball team. It's a wrap for that. Well, so. that's a Yo, let example. me add to that story. Well, you, hold on, hold on, before I, you add, I, I, I got, got one, too. Mine, too, in high school. They had an open gym, and I'm like, all right, let me see if I could try out for this open gym. Everyone's going to go play. And I see these kids playing. I literally walked in, saw them playing, and ran right back out. I'm like, yep, not even, not even giving it a chance. Oh. Yo, listen. <laughs> no chance at all. Listen, hold on, Mike, Mike, let me let you. Yeah, yeah go ahead, man. 
I'm going to say this because it's always funny about basketball. I always tell people basketball and not more or less baseball. Like, so when me and Greg's challenge, the only reason why I, I even challenged Greg is because I actually played a little bit at high school baseball, varsity. So, and I know, and, and, and let's be honest, I'm a competitive person, but I know Greg is on a different level in terms of pitching than I am. Right. You get what I'm saying? But basketball is the sport where people literally just watch more than any other sport and think they can play. Exactly. Because they just get a ball, they throw up a couple shots in their backyard, and they think they're good. You know know how many times they've seen Francis? Dudes, and you guys can tell, dudes used to literally come watch our games and be like, yo, why y'all lose to this? Or how you only had 17? I'll kill you. And then it comes to the spring. And remember the one year, was y'all there? The one year I played intramurals, and I got like 50 a game in intramurals. I nah, think it was going. You guys wasn't there. It was yeah, my first year. My first year, because you guys came after me. I came after. Yeah. Carl, what year you started, Carl? I started in 04 of 04. I remember, I'm the youngest. So you was there, Carl. Carl, you was there. The intramural game in the main gym. Yeah. I told everybody I was at St. Francis to play on the team, but I was sitting out that year. They always like, oh, you, 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 you sitting out. Oh, I'm trying out there. Remember, we had Prince. We had a lot of characters. Prince, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like, bro, me. we run up, run them up, run them up. And to this day, this is how delusional they are. No matter how times, many times they lost to legit players, they still think because it's basketball that they could stand a chance. Look at our chat. In, in sports hit list, everybody think they they could they could play they they just just respective sport. Everybody could play whatever they say. <laughs> yo, everybody, I'm telling you, everybody's an all star. Go ahead, yo, Mike. Zig said, "Yo, Zig said it best. It wasn't that he tried to go into another. He said the key. It was a wake up call. I had that same wake up call in that same gym. And <laughs> Zig, I think we tried out together. Um, <laughs> yo, that's the thing. I played in high school one year." And it wasn't that good. Four points, four rebounds. That was it. I played in high school. I'm like, oh, I used to play every day. Yo, listen, I put in the work. I played ball every day. I worked out every night. Bro, I got in that. Yo, when I did that walk-on trial in St. Francis College, it was over. And you know what? I was okay with it. I'm a pastor today. Why? Because I recognized the greatness that I already had within me. That's the challenge we have today is people are not willing to to get that wake up call like Zig said and recognize their greatness. I didn't have the game Mac had. I didn't have the handle Nick Jones had. I didn't have the the, the aggressiveness that Randy Mello had. Alan Shepard had this great. I have I have TS's jumping ability. I have all that. See, look so at the bro. comments. Look at the comments. And Aunt Mullen, Aunt, I see you play, Aunt. You are horrible, bro. <laughs> you, you, are, Aunt, you know what I knew he was horrible? Who smoked him last summer? When I saw his outfit, he like anybody who comes to the gym with the whole matching gear, the matching yeah, jersey, you bum. I know that. Bum. Real bum. Bum. Automatic. The first shirt, the first shorts. The automatic. First, we even played with mismatch socks. Aunt, you are you lucky you're a Lakers fan because Yo, your game smoked him two years ago. Bad, bro. Yeah. Who was that that smoked him two years ago when they pulled up? Somebody smoked. It was they bad. Wild jump shots. Somebody smoked. But it's, you know what? It, it's it's an triple B's big bad basketball. That's it. <laughs> it's an interesting big, conversation because basketball. again, everyone tries to step outside the element until you realize, like, listen, 
Let me stick to what I know. Let me stick and to my be media. okay with that. Yeah, That's be okay the key, Carl. Yeah. Look, you do production. Be okay I'm with okay. that. I'm okay. I love it. Absolutely. Always get yo, Carl. We look at it. If we look at the sports hit list when it first started and the production quality, and we look at it now, we could tell you made such a leap, and you keep getting better and better and better and better because you're perfecting your skill and your Look, ability. That's it. That's it. That's in the comments. Wait, wait, what are they saying now? Wait, wait. I, I Mike, Mike Phillips said he'll beat Mac. Oh, come on. Joel, I do not say that. Jay Rivera, I always match. I know you ain't got no game then, Jay. Jay, and I love you. It's too much, man. You can't match the jersey with the short. You're not an actual player on the team. You can't match. Yo, I've never wore, like, you know how we got, like, in basketball, you get, you know how many tournaments I got the top and the bottom, the same style? Of course. I've yeah. never wore it together unless I was playing in that league. It was just like something. Like we always said, whoever was the person that had the whole starter outfit with the ripaways and all that, that they, they moms had too much money for them to be good. They yeah, had too much it. money going on. <laughs> they ain't go through that's the struggle in the grind. That's it. They ain't go through the struggle in the grind. I ain't go front though. I be matching though. I'm Listen, man. I'm, Mike Phillips is on, it's, it's on K2. Um, any final thoughts here, guys, to wrap up the segment as we wait for the next uh, 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 panel to come in? Uh, my up? last, I'll just say this real quick. Ain't, there's nothing wrong with stepping out of your element as long as you, you put the necessary work into it. You can't come into a, a, a match uh, trying to fight somebody six months of training time. That's just not enough time. You got to put some more effort into that. Um, Mike, you mentioned Banks, and I, I forgot all about Banks. Banks put years and years and years into that art of boxing. So, um if you're gonna step out of the element, just just be prepared to put the to, the effort in. Uh, Walmack, final thoughts. Um, I, I just think this is a perfect example of don't underestimate your opponents on any level. You really got to do research and see, you know how good guys are. Also, it's tough to cross sports. Like, there's a reason why there's the lowest percentage of people can just cross sports and be effectively just as good. Like this is, you you gotta, like everyone said, respect these different sports and what it takes to become good or even not even good, what it takes just to practice. Like, you know, even if you're not the best at something, you're better than someone who doesn't practice at all, who's never played it. You're gonna be better than that person. You know, you have to put some kind of work in. And last but not least, when you step up to this level, when you sign these contracts, you know the joke's gonna come if you get washed. We, we, we know it's going to come. Nate Robinson, and, and this is, I met Nate, I've interviewed Nate, I've hung out with Nate, funny guy. If he ever sees this, he may be mad at me, but Nate, we're going to get these jokes off, bro. And But but also, we going to, just like when you won a slam dunk contest, and just like when you was getting 20 and 30 on the Knicks, we praised you. That's you a go. part of the game. That's what we do. It's different when you just hate, 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 hate. That's why I put that behind me. When you just hate, 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 hate. Yeah. There's a couple people I see who do that. That's disrespectful. But give you a perfect example, I shout out Ray Jov. And when Ray Jov wants to come at you, he comes at you with the jokes or whatever it is. But if you make a comment that makes sense, he also says, I agree with you. Everybody on this panel does that as well. But I'm just talking about somebody outside mm -hmm. the panel. You know, mm -hmm. so when you when, when I respect dudes who can call you out on your on your stuff when they want to come at you and when they have a debate, but also respect you when you give some kind of knowledge or you make some kind of sense. So as long as you're doing it both ways, you got nothing to fear about. So Nate, if you fight again and you get knocked out again, I'm going to put another meme up. <laughs> Mike, final thoughts, bro. Yo, listen, there's a fine line between your ego and confidence, a dangerous line. Mm. And if you flirt with it too much, 
then you can risk your actual life. So let's be okay with the greatness. And I'm a pastor. Let's be okay with the greatness that God has already given you. The things that you are great at, perfect those things. Get better at what you're doing. Like Zig said, if you step into another arena and get that wake-up call, then when you get the wake-up call, maybe go back to the things that you are already great at. There's nothing wrong with being a master of something as opposed to being a man or woman of many things. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Sports Hit List. NBA season is coming soon. Um, I believe uh, December 22nd, I'll have you guys, I know your off season is cut short this year, but I'm sure you guys are ready to, to, to comment. I saw some of the games for Christmas Day. I'm not too uh, pleased with them. They don't not like, excited. I wasn't happy. I like the opening game. I wasn't excited about Christmas. Game. You like the games, Mike? Of course. Them joints look like goodies. Nah. Oh, what what looks like mean? a goodie? What are you talking about? No, no Mike. I don't know, man. Oh, don't know. Games. <laughs> Those goodies all around. What you mean? Bucks, Warriors. You got the Max nah, and the Lakers. You got Nets. Yo, you know what it is? Mm. It's all of the MVP hopefuls playing on the same night everybody that's supposed to be yeah but they know playing since, tonight that since night they so, injured they, they ain't put these guys in like listen we know what we wanted to see if i was the scheduler make the schedules and you guys tell me if i'm wrong we want to see the warriors and the nets we want to see that on, on christmas yeah, we want to see right. that, that was we want to see that yeah. I don't care what you say. We're not tired of Lakers Clippers. The way the Clippers got bounced That's last true. year and the way the Lakers won the chip, give us that matchup. That's two. But then what it leaves out is the up-and-comers that they, they their matchups wouldn't matter. So, like, nobody wants to watch Dallas versus Denver. No. We don't want to see that. And Denver no. made the conference finals and Dallas got Luka. Luka. So, we don't want to see that. Zion, nobody wants to see Zion versus the, uh, the Suns. We no. want to see Zion play but we don't want to see him against the Suns. So that's why they put right. him up against another team. So the NBA is just trying to mix match so that's some of the saying, younger man. stars get that's a look. But we was. know what we want to see. We, we yeah, want to be yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. um, NBA schedule, uh, the Sports Hit List congregation will definitely be working on our NBA schedule. Um, but you guys take care. I'll talk to you guys soon. Let me bring in, uh, we have Winner's Circle up next. You guys well, who's in the winners? Oh. Is it football? Let me see his name. What's no, his name? it's 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 oh, all in man. Hey, what's up, man? Yo, 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 yo. I wanted to say yo, Manny Miller. What's up, Mike Miller? I don't know if you remember, but I played against Ruger's team in the Genovese Center in Intramurals. That's my dude. Ruben and Chris Gibbons with the faculty. They need another place, so they say, Yo, Manny, come play. I played uh, and dropped 33, and the entire time in this game, the Mike tape? Miller was putting, Mike Miller was hyping me up the entire time. I don't remember so this, track. Manny. You are Manny, where's the tape, Manny? Manny, where's the tape, brother? Manny, where's the tape, bro? Fabricated you know how I know you can, you can talk <laughs> I to Wayne. I am Wayne. not cooperating this at all. Mike, I know you a fraud because I'm not you can talk to Wayne because you I have never Wayne. heard this ever. Listen, Arnold, listen, no Mike was just known for calling people dummies. I'm passing by, minding my business to athletics. Mike's just go, dummy, you fool. Yeah, you know what happened. So that means, Carl, Mike you Miller. know if you heard that. That means somebody got jade. If you yeah, heard that. So yeah. I'm going to tell you this right now. Matter of fact, that's what that means. Womack, Womack, talk to Ruben. 
and he'll give you the proof. What are your skills like? Did you step in the boxing ring? What What are your athletic skills like since you played uh, football and baseball? Hey, ch- check this out, Carl. I was I was a three star athlete. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, three star athlete Ooh. in the streets. You know what I mean? You had uh, that gold leather so, jacket. So so you had here's that gold leather jacket. You had that gold leather jacket in high school. Here's the thing, and Womack could, could speak to this because you know. Coming from where I came from, which was ECO Brooklyn, we all thought we was ballers, right? But then you get to Christ the King, and you see those cats, and it is different, bro. Like, you're playing around in gym. It's a whole different ball game. So you quickly realize when you got guys like Irvin Walker in the gym and Malik Booth and and the Rob Hamptons playing against the Kimbers in the the Shandata Gaineses. Rob Rob is my year, right? So when you... Right, names, so when, when you think about it, like you you realize, like nah, like nah, let me just stick to my two core sports, which was football and baseball. But by I mean by default, yeah, I was a baller. You know what I'm saying? I was a good athlete, without a doubt. When I step into the ring and fight a Jake Paul or you know some random social media cat, nah, I just you know it's it's egos and then there's. There's the reality, and the reality is my man, Nate Robb, who is an outstanding athlete, has been out of high-level competition for quite some time, right? And boxing ain't easy, bro. Like, we can't just stand in the ring and pretend that we could we could go three rounds. I remember working out, bro, like with a trainer, simulating rounds, and I wasn't even getting hit. <laughs> and it was intense, hard to do at a crunch gym. So I can't imagine – trying to stand in front of some cat that's actually throwing blows, bro. Like, think about your average street fight. <laughs> Just 30 yeah, seconds. Um, let me get Ray Jarvis before I let the rest of the, the other panel go. Ray Jarvis, what do you oh, Hold on. Call. Ask, ask, ask Ray what I told him in our interview on his, his podcast when he asked me why I didn't make the NBA. Why didn't I try out for the NBA? What did right, I say? Ray, explain that, Ray. I, if memory serves me right, it was just a matter of being good enough. Like, he knew what his limits were. I don't know your limits, bro. I agree. <laughs> I you know, it's funny, and it's funny you say no, that. What are your limits, Ray? What are your wait, limits? Wait, wait, before let before, before Ray jump in there, it's funny you say that because I remember graduating high school. I had a chance to play college baseball for Grambling State. I had a chance to play, you know, partial scholarships and different play. I was really good in baseball, really good. And I remember just saying, like, nah, I'm just gonna get a job and go to work, bro. Like, I remember the hardest thing for me to do was tell my pops that I wasn't gonna continue to play baseball. And I'm like, I'm a realist, bro. Like, I ain't going pro, you know? So I I don't have five, seven years, 10 years to waste. 10 years later, you know, I have a great career, you know what I'm saying? And that was kind of the trajectory I wanted to be on. I wanted to just become a man and, 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 and build a family because sports wasn't gonna be it for me at that point. It was just a hobby, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so Ray, jump in here real quick before I let the guys go um, about stepping outside your comfort zone. Did you see yourself as an athlete before the media man Ray Jarvis was born? Was that was that the aspiration or no? I mean, that's where it started, but, you know, parents was kind of fronting, and then when I had the opportunity, I kind of fronted. I was being a clown. I, I could be 100. I signed up for the football team twice, but I didn't do what I was supposed to do in order to join the team, so that's on me. But, of course, we all had dreams of grandeur being on the field scoring touchdowns, making shots and all that. That's why I still play now. I'm in flag football leagues. I shoot a little hoops when I can, you know. I still try to chase the dream one way or the other. Um, What are your thoughts quickly on Nate Robinson getting knocked out and and everyone clowning him? You don't play boxing, bro. You look for that. 
I don't feel sorry. The jokes can rain down. I don't care. You don't play boxing. <laughs> I agree, bro. Shouts out to my guy. I, I reposted. When you saw all the memes on Sunday, I reposted one of Ray's. Man, so we getting these jokes off, baby. <laughs> you know, and respectfully, bro, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to keep it real, right? Like, boxing is the one thing that you just can't go out there and pretend. There's some, there's some whack cat in the gym right now that's never going to get a fight that'll watch you, bro. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just go out there, bro, in the in the ring and think like because you got the Knicks unis on that you go you gonna get me. Back to back. Yo, listen, those one that was Rangers colors. That was. <laughs> you guys take care. I'm gonna talk. Nah, to you that was Cardoza. That was Cardoza high school colors. Man. Thank Cardoza. <laughs> Oh, man, you're watching the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We have the winner's circle. Let me give the floor to the winner's circle. Gentlemen, here we have Ray Jarvis, uh, Paul, he's called himself Gold, and Manny Schefter. So, you guys, the floor is yours. Go for it. Hey, first, I want to welcome you guys to back to the winner's circle. We had a long hiatus. You know, life has been moving quickly. You know, we got work. You know, I got another kid. Uh, <laughs> You know, COVID, right? There's there's a lot happening. Uh, a lot of so things moving. A lot of things moving. Thanksgiving, right? There's a lot happening. So I, I want to say thank you guys for taking the time um, to jump back in on the winner's circle and um, you know and spend some time with the with with the, with the with the winning team. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. I don't you. know why Manny's here though. I, I don't know. You said winning team. Yeah, yeah. Like you know. Uh, here we go. So. So, Carl, I'll let you run through the agenda, but, you know, one thing that wasn't on the agenda that I do have a question for Mr. Manny Schefter. Oh, um, man. What's the state of the Raiders, bro? Demoralized. Horrible. I went on those uh, group chats. Oh, my God. It was bad. I was, I was pissed. I mean. What are y'all turning I... from here, Manny? Because it's one thing to lose. And, you know, we've seen Tampa Bay lose and get blown out and smoked off the field. The difference is they were smoked against a Super Bowl contender, right? We know that the Saints are contenders. <laughs> to you remember get, two years? To get, they, they beat the Vegas out of y'all. It was like, literally, I felt like I was at the casino table. <laughs> I doubled down. I split them. <laughs> and I watched the dealer wipe the cards and the chips off the table. What is that like, Manny? Oh, it's bad. It kind of reminded me of what was it last year or two years ago when the when we went to MetLife and got destroyed by the Jets. It was like thirty three to like three or something. Yeah, like yeah, I got cooked. I remember that. That's why the Jets last we win. We literally got. We literally. <laughs> probably. I, mean, I feel like just, I feel like they didn't recover from how they lost against the Chiefs, or they just had too much fun for Thanksgiving. Something just seemed off. That's not the Raiders team that I've seen all season. Four fumbles, we killed. Oh, no pass protection. Fumbled. Fumbled. Couldn't make tackles. The thing, the thing that I that kind of bothered me, I feel <laughs> like they were hyped with all the media giving them respect after last week. I mean, we lost to the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but we gave them a run for the money. It was like Mahomes had too much time, you right. know, a minute and forty-five seconds or whatever, and he scored. They won. It wasn't, and we went out like you know what, our heads are held high. You know, you know, it was a good game. It was a great team. Obviously, we gave them their first L. So, so before Carl jumps into the into the uh, into the agenda, qu- quick question: John Gruden was given a hundred million dollars to coach the Las Vegas Raiders, a ten-year deal or something wicked like that. Ten years, nobody signs ten-year coaching deals in America, right? He was given ten years. He came from the booth. 
to the sidelines. It's t- it's John Gruden the guy, man. I wasn't. I was. I was pissed about it. First off, you signed really? this guy for ten years. For think about it. this man was a, was with the Raiders. We end up losing to the Patriots in the AFC Championship. Then we play Gruden. Gruden leaves us, or we traded him. I believe we traded him to the. I traded. He was a part of a trade. <laughs> yeah, a trade. Yeah, uh, knowing the Raiders, they do stuff like this. We play them in the Super Bowl, and he beats us. Not like he beat us by like, he beat us by what twenty something points. Defense wins championships. So again, then years later, we're like, oh, you know what? This guy destroyed us in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Let's just give him a hundred mil, ten years. Let's see what he can do. And it's been, it's been I mean, up and down. You're not, I, I, you're not, I'm not you, a fan of it though. Honestly. You're not That's being fair to Gruden because if, if if you're gonna take that route, like look at the program he took over and look where you guys are right now. The Raiders were it was absolute, quick. It was the Raiders a were an absolute joke before Gruden came back. And you guys have made your progress. You guys are in real football conversations now. So so to, to be on here trying to bash Gruden indirectly and you're not a fan, it's a little ridiculous. If I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, he brought y'all back from obscurity the last time he was a Raiders coach, and y'all almost pulled it off before he went to Tampa Bay. Not, yeah, to Tampa Bay. So we're we not going to talk crazy about Gruden. Your team is was trash both times he took over, and he validated y'all both times. Ain't nobody was checking for the Raiders prior to Gruden's arrival. Yeah, the fact that y'all even beat the Chiefs the first time was a great game play by Gruden. People was trying to pack David Carr up out of here. David Carr, Derek Carr, he called him his brother. I've been doing it for years. It, 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 Derek Carr was this close to being traded, and now he's a pretty valid NFL quarterback. Watch your mouth, Manny. But the whole thing is, what was it when uh, Jack Real was coaching? We went to the playoffs. Where I mean, was your Real? program before Gruden pulled up? We were playoff bound. Yeah, I did fire Jack Del Rio, respectfully. We 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 screwed over Jack Del Rio, obviously, <laughs> and then we just get in John Gruden. Okay, what he did, fine. I wanted to prove me wrong, but again, I don't. I didn't like the move of getting rid of Jack Del Rio when things were going pretty well. Then Derek mm-hmm. Carr gets injured. In what week fifteen or week sixteen against the Colts because of his like back winning. injury misses the playoff. No, I love winning. Okay, so but doing? the thing is, John Gruden has to show me that we can win a chip. If we can win a Super Del Bowl, Real, Del Real didn't Bay, show you that. So what Del you Real about? definitely didn't show that. So, quick All question: right. I got for you before Carl takes over, Captain Carl. And Carl, you can answer this question too. We don't get many predictions out of you, but this one's for you too. Do the Raiders beat the New York Football Jets on Sunday? I can't go with the Jets, man. I'm sorry. I, All right. So this is my unofficial pick. Don't write this one down. I'm t- it's early. It's all wax. It's early. It's early. I'm going with the Jets, B. Yeah, it's unofficial pick. Um, but uh, let's transition to your topic that you wanted to talk about, which I kind of was uh, picking at you about. Tom Brady. Is it over for Tom Brady? Now, you said it was over for him. The curtain is closed. But he did have a, a, a sort of a comeback on Sunday. Um, you know, were they wrong to turn their back on Jameis Winston with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers? Um, are you buying or selling Bruce Arians? Just talk about uh, Tampa Bay after week 12. Ray, let me start with you. Go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm not writing off Tom Brady. I don't understand what the problem is. I, every, the thing is, I posted it on social media. When, when Tom Brady plays good, it's quiet. When the Bucs lose, whether he's playing defense or not, everyone is killing Tom Brady. So I, I'm just not buying the notion that he's done. Do I think it's an uncomfortable situation for him in Tampa? Yes. 
because as as much as I and I was one of the people who believed that Arian to do what was right with the kind of quarterback that he chased and pursued by way of folding certain elements into his offense to make things easier for Tom Brady. I think the issue is not so much the playbook, it's the game flow, the play calling, the mix and matching of personnel. I think it's too much of a good thing. Tom Brady has too many targets. He doesn't have a reliable target outside of Gronk and, and the white dude whose name escapes me right now, who I think when they signed A.B. Uh, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. Miller. A.B. comes in, so Scotty Miller's not his, his Welker clone or his, his Edelman clone anymore. I just feel like when I watch them play, it's not a matter of Brady looking like he's washed up. And granted, sometimes a 43-year-old quarterback might make a bad throw, but the offense looks disjointed. It looks rhythmless. It doesn't seem like they are flowing from top to bottom. I'd like to see them probably try to run the ball a little bit more. If anything, go old school and use the run instead of the pass because unless the coach and the quarterback can get on the same page, they, and, he, and I think Arian said something about Brady's on calling the plays, once again throwing Tom under the bus, it's evident that they don't have at least 30 plays that they love in, in this marriage right now. They need to sort these things out. And and then I'll and if that so, gets sorted out and I like the route combination, I like the play call and the flow of the offense and Brady's not making the throws, then I'll say Brady's done. But I don't see a done, a done quarterback just yet. All right, uh, Paul, before I go to you, Manny, what are your thoughts on Brady? Um, I mean, the season's still going on. You got to see if he even makes the playoffs. I mean, he's doing what he – He's been doing with the Patriots. He just has a lot of better weapons compared to it. So, I mean, as much as I hate Brady, I got to give it to him. He's doing better than what many people expected, especially at his age. Hmm. So a couple things. Um, I do want to make it clear as I got into a heated debate uh, 72 hours ago with Greg Polius and you call, uh, you were spectating that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. My issue with Tom Brady is not his physical attribute. So when I say that the curtain is closed, I'm referring to, and I'm going to quote Ray on this. When we, when we talk about the goats of the goats, we are talking about championships, right? That's what we talked about with Jordan and LeBron. That's what we're talking about. So when I say the curtain is closed and that they will not win a playoff game, if they even make a playoffs, it's based on what a lot of things Ray alluded to, right? They don't look authentic. They don't even look like, genuine on offense it's just a bunch of guys out there plays are getting called it looks like players don't even agree with the plays being called i've seen a few plays where it was like mike evans trotted out of the huddle and he knew he wasn't even getting a look (laughs) so there's there's a few of those and then you know when you go down the way they went down against kansas city the running game completely disappeared right so i i'm not even going to hold him to last game right but what i do see is a guy that has been laid on reads, bad on the outside throws, and the anticipation isn't there. That's a comfort level. That 12 weeks into a regular season, I expect it to be like, when it happened week one, cool. When it got shorted up by Chicago, great defense, on the road, cool. 12 weeks in, I'm expecting to see something a little bit different that I haven't quite seen. And defensively, we know there is is fake as – is, is $3 bills, right? Like they look good or they look really, really bad. It's no in-betweens with that mm-hmm. undisciplined. What we said would happen is exactly what happened is we just didn't expect it to happen in the first quarter, 200 receiving yards for Tyreek Hill. To, to jump in, you know, Brady's a rhythm quarterback. A lot of times people used to call him a game manager, but the problem right. is they don't, they don't understand that 
his offensive coordinators knew that he needed a couple of short throws. He needed a couple of screen yep. passes, a, a couple of dig routes early to get into that flow. You know, he's not a quarterback who's going to chuck and duck. He's not a vertical. He's not a lead with the vertical pass quarterback. Like Mahomes, because first and 10, first play of the game, he could throw a 50, 60 yards down the field and make a play. Brady needs a few of those intermediate routes to get going. And I, I don't see enough screen passes. Him. I don't see them involving the backs in the passing game enough. I don't see Gronk. It took Gronk, what, six weeks to get involved into the passing game. I don't yeah. see enough of that. Again, they took Scotty Miller away. I don't see enough of Godwin getting underneath early on so that when they want, when we want to get vertical later, the rhythm is a little bit, a little bit more built up. I'm concerned about that because it goes back to the relationship between the offense, the coach, and the quarterback. As much as he wants to say Tom is calling the plays, it's, it's almost like going to a bad restaurant. You know what? You're hungry, and even if the food is there, you know whatever you pick, you're not gonna like what you gotta eat. And that's the situation that Brady's in right now. He's in a restaurant where he doesn't that's want to eat food, but he's hungry and he's gonna pick something and pray. That's what's going on in my point of view. So let me play call for a second. Are we buying or selling Bruce Arians? Because I've been on the record for saying Bruce Arians isn't the guy, right? Mm -hmm. And when, when you go chasing big game fit, he was a big game fisher. I mean, I'm talking like when Jordan pulled the trout out of the water and was on Sports Center, right? <laughs> when, you, when you give a 43-year-old quarterback $50 million fully guaranteed over two years, and you part ways with a former number one draft pick that is now a division rival for pennies, this is the decision that you got to live with. It's bigger than just the GM, Jason Lip, former player. This is on Bruce Arians. So I'm selling. I think Bruce Arians is done in Tampa. I don't care how it ends, right? Unless they win it all, Bruce Arians is finished. Do you guys agree? Go ahead, Manny. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bruce Arians actually gets let go or something like that. Because, again, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but the media is constantly saying that every week there's always something going on with, between Arians and Brady. I mean, I'm, sell, I'm, I'm beginning to sell on Bruce Arians, and it's not because he's not a good coach. I, li I like his offensive system. I like him as a coach. But I always have one P when it comes to head coaches across sports. When you become too stubborn to coach to your personnel, you know, the, the, the elites, the greats, and all sports coach to their personnel. They coach to win the game. They don't coach to win their way. We know that Bruce is a vertical passing offense type of guy. We saw what he did with Carson Palmer. We saw what he did with uh, uh, Kurt Warner. We, we've seen what he's done now with uh, Jameis Winston, 30 and 30. But it's clear that if it's not his way, he's not, he's not going to say it's the highway but he's an uncomfortable passenger on this trip. And it's I almost like, like he gets out of the car, right? He, he gets out, he catches an Uber. With, with, <laughs> with, each comment, with each comment that he says against Tom Brady to the media, is one toe, he's about six toes out of the car now. There's four toes left. So I'm selling because I feel like he's doing his team in a disservice by way of being stubborn. Stubborn coaches don't win championships. Would you, would you compare this situation similar to with Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers? Nah. Nah, I am going to throw a curveball at y'all because, you know, Ray touched on, and I hate the cross sport here, but coaches being stubborn and not coaching the win versus, you know, their personnel. I remember when Phil Jackson did this, mm. when they lost to, uh, I think it was, I think it was Boston, as a matter of fact, that first time. I think, oh, it, was, I think it was Boston. Oh, wait. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to myself, like, yo, Phil, you got to just run that pick and roll with Pal and Kobe. 
Let it go, bro. Let him cook. But we kept running that triangle. He kept those same silly Sasha Vujacic rotations. And I remember saying, Rodmanovich, these guys are getting cooked. Phil, what you doing, bro? It was the ego for me, what I seen from Phil. It was him sitting in the big executive chair on the sideline with the glasses, (laughs) knowing the media is watching. And he let that. I remember when they blew that game. Was it game six? I blew a 20-point lead. Game four. Let's not talk about that. Couldn't stop the bleeding, bro. And I remember from that moment, I was like, damn, if it wasn't, if it was anybody else, Phil would be finished. But it's Phil. So they let it rock. You know, he gets too He learned, though. He learned the following year. Crazy. All right, Carl. All right, so we have up uh, what we call the uh, the pump fake, uh, which is by Paul. <laughs> Gotta give y'all something different. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to say the topic. You guys just give me your quick thoughts on it. Drew Brees started his last game as a saint. Let's start off with uh, Ray. I feel like Paul should set the tone since it's his segment. I want to see. I, I, I want to know the knowledge on that. I'm going to say... I'm going to say no, only because Taysom Hill hasn't actually taken oh he hasn't really done anything right I, I haven't been impressed with Taysom Hill I'm sorry I was critical of him against the Falcons I'm even 50 times more critical against the game he played against Denver where he looked worse than you know a t-bone system <laughs> a football coach right I mean if, if he couldn't run QB power I mean Tim Tebow could do a better job than what I see from Taysom Hill on Sunday so hey, for Tim that Hill is Tebow without the hype He's Tebow without the hype, without the kneel, right? Tebow without the push and kneel. <laughs> so for that, that's the only window that Drew Brees got uh, when he gets these these ribs. That's just my take. All right, I'll say it's a pump fake, and we'll see Drew Brees as soon as he can physically play. And I think the longer they, the longer he takes to get back, the more likely Jameis finally gets his shot. Big pump fake for me. Manny, I say I'll go along with them uh, because. No player wants to go out like that. Just call it a career towards the end like that. Hey, you remember Drew Bledsoe, right? (laughs) True. But Drew Brees, you know, Drew Brees, I feel like he still has that chip on his shoulder. And I know he wants to make a – I know he wants to make it and win another ring, you know, legacy-wise, I guess. But, you know, going out with rib injuries and stuff, I mean, and a punctured lung, I mean, the recovery might take a little bit longer, but – Honestly, I know her weight, and who knows? Maybe we see him in the playoffs, or maybe we just see him next year. It's just funny, like, when you think about it. Drew Brees has never been this Iron Man mantra type of guy, right? Like, if this was Big Ben, we wouldn't. this wouldn't even be a topic. But now we're talking about a 40-something-year-old Drew Brees, father of, I think, three. Yeah. On his way out, you start saying, is the recovery in the process of yeah, your peeing blood, right? <laughs> is that the answer? As long as his arms are attached to his body and it's not a major shoulder injury, Drew will be back. What you're going to see is the classic Tony Romo flag jacket over the, uh, under the jersey. That's what you're going to see when he comes back. <laughs> All right. Our next question. Um, the Baltimore Ravens will miss the playoffs. Sir, I'm, yes. I'm going to roll with it and say that's a pump fake. I think, that, I think they'll find a way in. It'll be ugly. It'll be a bloodbath to the end. But they'll find a way into the playoffs. Manny. Let's go, Manny, and I'll come back to Paul. Honestly, it depends on if the Raiders decide to want to win games anymore. Because <laughs> mm. it's going to be a wild card spot, definitely, because the division, Steelers got that. And by the way this game is looking, Steelers are going to win. It's an ugly game, by the way. Mm. You know? But, uh, yeah, I got I got the Ravens making it <laughs> if the Raiders don't. 
honestly, at this point. This is not a pump fake. The Ravens will not make the football playoffs this year. It's unfortunate, but after today, I'm looking at a six and five Raven team. Five games out of first place. The Browns have nine wins, three games ahead of them. All they have to do is hang on. Right. <laughs> We're gonna see two out of the out of the uh, the you know out of the Titans division. You're gonna get two out of this division. I don't know, man. It's a long shot. You're gonna get. You're probably also gonna get the Bills with uh, with Miami. I don't know, man. They better hope there's a, a postponement so they can add that eighth team. Or well, I don't mm-hmm. see it. Is the jig up for Lamar Jackson? Is is, is is Cinderella finally coming home? Shoot the slippers off? I'm gonna say no. I, I think the I think the slippers. Yes, to answer your question, the slippers have come off. To answer okay. that truthfully, I just don't know if he's getting a fair shake here. I'm not sure that um, Lamar Jackson is the problem. Although, because of his demographic, because of his skill set the media will make it about Lamar Jackson. And I think they have much bigger issues than Lamar Jackson. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Carson Wentz, is he done in Philly? Um, I think so. I think the writing is on the wall for Carson Wentz. I, it, he can't catch a break. He can't win. A, he can't win the winnable games, even if it's not his fault. I was talking about this yesterday where from my vantage point, it kind of looks like the team doesn't even want to play for him. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of bad body language in the huddle. I'm seeing an O-line not necessarily blocking the way they should block. I even saw a false start penalty where everyone went except for the center who didn't snap the ball. And I'm just like, wow, like what is going on in Philly? The energy is off. It, 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 I don't know, as, as much as it seems like Philadelphia won the championship at the cost of their almost franchise quarterback. I think Wentz is gone. I think Wentz needs to be saved from Philly at this point. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts ever is going to start, I guess. That's going because... to be a bad era. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they, they won their Super Bowl, and just after that, it's just been downhill from there. And I feel like Carson Wentz will probably either get traded or go to another team and He'll probably do way better than what he did with Philly this season, at least. Paul, I got a screaming kid in the background. I apologize, good, man. We understand. Parenting, <laughs> 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 dude. Kids want to paint all day. They can't listen, paint all day. Listen, all right? Rick's daughter shows up anytime. She, she pulls up anytime. So uh, here's what I will say. I'll make it short and sweet. Carson Wentz is done. Is not done in Philly, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Often, there's too much money on the line to part ways with Carson Wentz. The easier decision is to part ways with what now seems like is an anemic head coach, which you guys may recall for the last 11 weeks I've been saying is not as good of a coach as that Super Bowl resume gathering record stands for, right? In my mm. opinion, that was a really, really good Eagles team, right, that got hot. Right? They got hot. It isn't like – I mean, let's remember, Carson Wentz was the MVP before Nick Foles even suits up and, and wins the Super Bowl, right? So that Eagles True. team was loaded, <laughs> loaded. So offensively and defensively, and we've seen that, evident by the 40 points they scored against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, which is the most they've ever given up. Mm. So you don't part ways with a guy you just give $175 million, $90 million guaranteed. You part that's ways fair. with a guy that's on the sideline who's now – playing Jalen Hurts randomly on second down to throw hitch routes, right? Like, that's the guy you part ways with. But to push back against that, it's easier for a team to part ways when the narratives are in their favor. When when the quarterback looks kind of lost out there, if if, if it wasn't for COVID, 
he'd be getting booed out of Philly week in and week out. It seems like all the energy is pointing towards Carson getting out. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I don't even like the Eagles. I'm a Giants fan. I might be the only Giants fan who hates the Eagles more than he hates the Cowboys. So when I see Carson Wentz, I see a guy who's been getting a bad shake and, and everyone is pointing at him. And, and I don't think it's fair to him. And I feel like if it, if it continues to fall and they don't somehow win this putrid division, I think he's the scapegoat. I will okay. add to that. One thing I'll add to that. The, the challenge I see is Carson Wentz is not your typical face of the franchise guy. Mm, he's just a dude. And unfortunately, the reality is when we talk about the team looking like they don't want to play for him, the media bashing him, that's because he's a nice guy, right? Like he yeah. went out there on the media and was like, oh, this is what I signed up for. He gave some real PR shit. The reality is what they need is a guy that's going to be on some Aaron Rodgers vibe and say, like, everybody just needs to shut the hell up, relax. I got this. We lost some close games. We showed mm-hmm. some – we got healthy, and we're going to make a run. He ain't that guy. And that's why Philly fans will be booing him out of the stadium and they're booing him out of their living room uh, television. Yeah, that's he, needs, he definitely needs a talent overhaul. There needs to be yeah. a real re- – they need two real receivers in Philly. Like, what's going on? I mean, on? Alshon Jeffrey, $70 million to play six games. Crazy. Two catches is crazy, bro. And even at 70 mil, he's not worth the bread. No never, shame. He was never worth the money. Right now, he had that Super Bowl that Super Bowl catch. Had them thinking that he was their, their ex receiver. That's the problem. He ain't that guy, bro. Final question The Giants make the playoffs. Um, as, as, as much as I don't want this to happen, and this might be the, the least liked team of any Giants team I've ever had to chair for, just by, by, by way of the process of elimination and how disgustingly sorry the NFC East is, it's looking like it because someone has to win. I don't like Dave Gettleman. I don't like the quarterback as much as Declan and these other Giants drones seem to wax poetic about a sorry average Dave Brown clone with Eli Manning's face. The team is in that direction because the defense is strong. And if the matter of fact, let me scale it back. The defense is solid, and they sure know how to pick on backup quarterbacks. All of you clowns out here posting about four and seven, you make me sick. You beat the football team twice, okay? You you beat a, a, a decaying Carson Wentz, and then you beat a backup. That's what we're going to say in Cincinnati. You haven't done anything. I don't care about the yards Danny Dimes runs for because what about the passing game? What about the pocket presence? What about making the keynote throws when you need to make the keynote throws? He hurt his hamstring because he runs so much because that's the only thing he's good at. And the offensive coordinator identified that's the only thing he's actually really good at, running. The Giants are probably going to make the playoffs, though, because the NFC East is so bad. We're four and seven. And then winning the division might win the division at five and eleven. It sucks. It's terrible. Someone take the ball. You got Manny. I mean, I didn't predict this to happen before the season started, but it's looking like the Giants are probably going to get it unless the Redskins can somehow sneak in. And not the, the football team. Football team, buddy. Oh, the football team. My my bad. <laughs> I like that name, the High Keto. <laughs> let me let me let me save true giant fans like Ray from what could be the worst possible show of c- competitive football what the Giants have done and get back to the real task at hand which is building talent through the draft using the draft capital that's in front of them with great picks. The New York Football Giants the best the, the best thing that's going to happen to them 
is that Daniel Jones has a torn hamstring or a sprained hamstring and that they will be extra cautious with their franchise guy. If you're Dave Gettleman, you've already seen enough that Dimes is your man, right? It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it is. He's your guy, for at least for the next three years, right? He will not play the remainder of this football season and Colt McCoy will finish the year 0-6. That's the best thing that can happen to New York Giants. Finish the year with these same measly four wins, get you a top five, a top six pick, and move on, brother. And then I, the other thing I will say, with the Giants defense with a, with a bunch of misfits yeah. has been really good. It shows you that in the NFL, it ain't about the big names. The Patriots have never won with big names on defense. It's always been about the right 11 guys. And between Bradbury and Martinez and a bunch of four no-namers on the front four, somehow, some way, <laughs> the Giants' defense is actually really good. They, even, even against the, the team they shouldn't look good against, they've been really good. They match up really well, which is encouraging for the future because they're all young. But do not win any more games. Do not put Daniel Jones out there, not 100%. Let Colt McCoy, who shouldn't even be in the league, go out there and do exactly what he's paid to do, which is lose these football games to get you guys a top five pick. All right, guys. Thank Eagles you so are going to win that division. Thank you so much for this uh, segment of Winner's Circle. We'll definitely be in the chat discussing if we'll do one next week. I know next week I have a debate against Greg Polius. Uh, oh. but the question Whoa. is, are fans and media responsible for pressure on postseason success? Greg is taking the yes on that. I am taking mm. the no. So uh, please stay tuned for that hot topic. That's going to be another loss for you, bro. No, nah, I don't know. No, 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 it won't. No. It's such a, it's such a finicky no. question, no, though, man. You better get the outside voice ready, because that's the only thing that's going to save you in that debate. You're going to have to no, yell. No, I have a, I have a have to yell. Debate. Believe me in this one, because I will put because will Greg have Henny? Will we get Henny, Greg? Nah, you're gonna get you're gonna get a uh, wife cut his hair, Greg. You're gonna get the casual, Greg. Um, I'll see you guys. I mean, that in the... fade, boy. Greg, I love you, but that fade was shaky, bro. <laughs> I'll see you guys in the comment section. It's what happens when you have sex, man. You just get caught up in the wash. Like it's all right. <laughs> Oh, no. Ray, when's your next episode coming out? This Thursday? Yo, the Rat Run Table just dropped about an hour ago. Next Thursday, a new gray area. It's going to be Laker games. I got a, I got a cat from the West Coast tapped in heavy with the Lakers. He's going to pull up mm. to the pod. We're going to talk about what we did in the offseason and what to expect for the upcoming season. All right, you guys take care. Please make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. Episode two of the Pro Wrestling Mount Rushmore is coming soon. We, we did tag teams last week. This week we're doing matches, which will get really interesting to see the top Ooh, four matches. Bro, how Ooh. am I not in on this? What's going on? <laughs> I, I gave you the list, and you told me the ones you wanted to be on, brother. You told me you wanted I to for, be on It's a lot going on. You got I, you got to remind <laughs> me. We'll You're talk to you. Stuff with a deck, man. Get my man in there, B. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Yes, sir. Later, guys. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network.